Welcome, Friendship Fam. We are live in Friendship Church Studios. I'm Kenny White, inviting you to grab some coffee, buckle up, and enjoy the ride on this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Hey, Friendship Church, so excited to be with you today for another podcast episode this week. Just uh, going through different missionaries that are connected to Friendship Church. And today we have uh, special guests on the podcast with Antioch Ministries. And uh, super excited about that to show you or tell you more about how Antioch is connected to Friendship Church. But not only that, just to hear more about what's happening there right now. Uh, So on the call with me, I have Pastor Kevin Saunders. He's the board chair to Antioch Ministries. And I also have on the call with us is Trinice Jones. She is the community ambassador with Antioch Ministries. Antioch Ministries. Hey, welcome guys. Thanks for jumping hey, on. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Doing hello, well. hello. Hey, hello, friendship. Yes, it's been a blast getting to know you guys here for a little bit and super excited to uh, allow Friendship Church to get to know you a little bit and most importantly to learn about the work that Christ is doing through Antioch Ministries. So the big question to to start things off that not every single person at Friendship Church knows is what is Antioch Ministries? How did it start? What does it exist for? What does it look like when it started versus how does it look today? Things like that. I tell you what, I'll give you the I'll give you the point of view that I have as the a person who's been affiliated now with uh, Antioch for a little over five years. A uh, close friend of mine, Scott Whitmore, who happens to be a member there at Friendship, had led the Antioch ministry from inception up until I met him several years ago. Mm-hmm. Always a great passion. Found that he had grown it uh, just from the love of Jesus and his love of the community and wanting to serve um, the community right where it was, right where the need was. And so that was so cool. So when I met him and he and I began to share the story and talk about what Antioch Ministries was doing, and I got to come over and actually watch the kids coming and having a meal and and them being taught about Jesus and then doing little field trips and things. I I just got really excited about it. So so yeah, it began like that. There's a lot more to it now because we've grown as, as so the seed that was planted has actually grown and and we've got to see God doing some amazing things. Hmm. Uh, but I wanted to say stop right there and say thank you friendship because you guys have helped us so much over the years and presently in your giving and your connection. And uh, I don't know if you guys realize, but we'll be down coming to see you this weekend coming up. So we're hoping to be a part of that. And uh, we're excited. I'm excited to come and visit. And, and we're just really ecstatic about the idea that a church in Prior Lake is lo- really looking to come and how can we reach out, extend our arm to help a ministry in North Minneapolis. I just think that's yeah. just a, a phenomenal thing that God is doing. Um, so Trenice has a little bit more up close day to day, the heartbeat. She can tell you all about what it really does and how it vibes and how the kids connect and everything. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I was blessed to meet, um, Pastor Kevin through my husband, but they're just two great men of God. And when, uh, <laughs> Rev talked to me about, <laughs> they just have too much. Um, well, Rev Kev, um, had, um, approached me about. I like um, that. Sorry, Rev Kev. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just what I call him. Rev Kev. Um, Rev Kev, because he's just so cool. You know, he says he's old school, this and that, but, you know, he's he's so, he's really hip. 
you oh, know, man. he has to play low on it. But um, <sighs> so, yeah, he at Rev Cav approached me um, and said, you know, I'm doing this great work over here at Antioch Ministries. And I want to talk to you about, you know, coming on board and, you know, helping us um, share the story, share the history share, you know, what God is doing over there. And, you know, having been a Northside kid growing up, understanding the um, the impact that after-school programs have, especially in those particular areas, um, I said, you know, Rev Kev, hmm, I don't know, I got a lot going on right now, but uh, let me see uh, if I can come on over. And so I've been there for a year, coming up in April already. And basically um, what I get to do is I get to go and connect with the kids. I get to capture things through photo, video, conversations. And then I get to go out and share with people like, you know, this is what we're doing over here. Do you want to be involved with this? You know, can we encourage you? Can you can we challenge you to see um, really what's going on over North Minneapolis and how Antioch is is like a pillar Mm -hmm. Um, as far as youth ministries go, as far as after school programs go? I love it. I get to I, I really get to create a lot of content that really um, sheds light on what Antioch is as far as the staff, the kids, what's happening in the community, how we're how we're um, responding to those things, especially with COVID and the rise and the violence in that area. Just how mm-hmm. Antioch is just it's a special ministry. Yeah. Um, and it's really set apart from a lot of um, youth ministries over in that area. Yeah. yeah. What's a typical What's a typical week with Antioch look like if you're a a, a child or a student? So for right now, we um, so we serve K through twelve, which is also another big perk of Antioch, where a lot of you know youth ministries and after school programs are a little bit more select as far as their age group. So we we serve a large span. They come to group on Mondays and Wednesdays from five to seven. What I call it is food, faith, and fun. They come, they get a meal, uh, they get a lesson about the Lord. And then they get to have fun. And as one of our program coordinators say, that's one of the rules of coming to Antioch. Like, if you can't have fun, you should not show up because that, you know, laughter is good medicine. And that's kind of the foundational principle that um, where the fun comes from. You know, as they say, they kick it, they have fun and enjoy themselves and, you know, enjoy being young, being young people, even in an environment where there's a lot, a lot of things going on. And one of the cool things that happened over the, um, during the COVID season was that we literally converted the house. But one of the things that the Lord blessed uh, us with with our new board was we had a vision that what if we turned it into a lounge slash classroom? So when you come to the first floor now, it's been completely all that living room stuff has been stripped out and it's been painted bright. Yeah. One half yeah. of it is like, a classroom setting, so they have tables and they're a big, huge whiteboard, and they're in there listening to their lessons. They they put the tables together to eat the meal. We always pray when we start, so it's kind of fun to watch that. And so they got the one half of the room where it's like a classroom, big old class light, a fluorescent light over the kids' head, where it's well lit and bright. They're in a classroom environment, and then when they break, they actually have the lounge part. So like it's all these really cool. Real hip little squares and chairs and we nice nice uh, window fixtures and yeah. you know we kind of made it really super modern. Um, downstairs there's a live downstairs there's a library that has a a flat screen on the wall so the young the young teenagers can go down. They do little video games. They got a library. They, all the encyclopedias, biblical encyclopedias, reading book. Hmm. 
So that's a lot of what's changed is that, you know, it was formerly more like a house setting, but now it's more like almost like a school slash lounge setting where kids really come in and they, they can really just kick their shoes off and have a great time. Right. Uh, I tell you, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of energy when you come in there. So it's like a real good vibe. Um, when you come in and you see how the kids are just so loving one another and, and how the people who are there are so loving on the kids and, and how they're capturing. And because our programming is really focused, we really see, you know, like the core leadership skills is what we reiterate. So we just kind of go over and over and over again on the same things. We don't, we're not trying to teach them the whole Bible. We're trying to focus on what it is to be a good citizen, what it is to be a good leader, what it is to respect and love one another, what it is to, you know, um, to serve, mm-hmm. you know, these are principles that we've kind of built into the curriculum that, that kids are getting, they're hearing it over and over again. So even when they go home, their parents are like, where, what's going on with yeah, my kids? different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've had, and we've actually had people come, what are you doing? What are you teaching them? My cheese, my, we're teaching them, uh, you, he told me about Jesus. I'm like, yeah, you want to know more about him? So the kids, <laughs> bring, because the kids get to take it back to them, right? Yeah. And parents come down, want to know what's going on down here? And we'll say, hey, we're just having a good time. We teach them a little bit about Jesus and <laughs> basic about principles about life. Yeah. And they're like, wow, we like that. And then they've actually, some of them asked us, how can we participate? How can we join in? You know, because wow. that's one of the gaps that people don't realize in the inner city is that there, there's been this generational divide from my point of view. I'm a 64-year-old black man who's been in, in the church my whole life. But we had a couple of groups of people, 40s and 30s, who opted out. They just haven't been in church, just like yeah, I'm sure you guys experience mm. in your church as yep. well. So just opted out or got busy in life, and they haven't been as active in membership. And so when you have kids coming now to a ministry, and they're hearing about Jesus, and then they go back to their parents, and the parents are hearing about it, that actually changes. That's was what I'm expecting is going to change the community more than anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ has this way of just manifesting itself. You know, it's like right. by the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, right? Everything, everybody who's going let everything to have breath, you know, right. they hear it and they start learning. So it's really cool um, to see all this kind of manifest itself. And, and we're making a lot of, big changes I see. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool to hear a byproduct of the ministry meant to impact children and teenagers. It's impacting their, their family as well. And that is cool. You know, kids just have a childlike way and wonder in, in opening your eyes sometimes. Right. And that's really cool to hear. So tell me more about how you both have seen God at work through Antioch Ministries, some unique stories that stand out or any, maybe some students that stand out over the year. And it's an open-ended question, but how has God been working through this ministry? I can tell you one really cool story that happened a few weeks ago. I was approached by a friend of mine who was creating um, a podcast for young people, young African-American people. And he first approached me about being a voice actor on the podcast. But as the relationship kind of grew, he was looking for a group of young people to come and listen to, to 
that could listen to the podcast so they could be the judge of whether this was a really good podcast. <laughs> nice. It just so happens that he was shopping this to PBS. And um, so, you know, I started off as, okay, hey, you know, Trinice, can you be a part of this podcast? Your husband, possibly, possibly, yeah. And he's like, well, do you know anywhere that I could actually go and like I could bring the podcast, we could get some headphones and I could really let a, a group of young people listen to it. We could capture what it is and that could be a part of my presentation to PBS as as far as, you know, is this really impactful to this age group? And so we were able to do that and capture it. And he was able to use that um, as his presentation. But I felt like it was just so tight because they were put in a position of, you know, the three E's, you know, back to us, our, our, our core mission is to encourage, to educate and to empower. So in that particular case, they were in a situation where they were leaders they were listening. They gave feedback. They were saying, hey, Mr. Ed, you know, that actually was a really a corny little part. But, you know, I could see, you know, some of the and there were the, the age range of the kids listening to it were the K through 12. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, so we had a you know wide array of um, ages. But in that particular case, for them to be able to. Um, you know, be in a, a situation where they were able to say, hey, you know, this is good. I would listen to this. That was one of the really cool things that happened this past season of empowerment, you know, that that last E for them to be empowered in that situation. So that was just one thing. Sure. I reflect back on um, this fall, winter. So we had these two big drives. We did a Thanksgiving giveaway and we did a Christmas giveaway and some partner organizations as well as friendship helped us. So we were able to raise um, like a hundred and 20 thanksgiving turkeys like full-size turkeys wow. and so we were able to teach the kids were to learn how to not only receive so their families received a full i mean the full turkey dressings all of everything you know, like a whole big basket but they also learned how to give because we had families from throughout the community coming that received baskets. And so the kids were able to give away baskets. So yeah. giving and receiving, knowing that it comes from the idea that Jesus gives us all provision. Mm -hmm. um, so that was exciting. Uh, another cool thing that we did was that the Lord has done in the last season is uh, so for Christmas, they, we ever take some of the kids for a shopping trip. So literally get them gift cards and like let them go. So mm -hmm. inner city very seldom actually get a gift card so they can go buy something for themselves or mm -hmm. for whoever they want to. And then I heard stories of several of the kids spending all their money, not on themselves, but on other people. Right. Yes. Right, right, right. So, so, so it's cool. like, you know, we, we made this happen so you could take a $25 gift card and get some stuff for yourself. And they're like, I wanted to get something for my brother and I wanted to get something for my <laughs> sister. And so, you know, you see this, you know, like in action, you starting to see the manifest good that the children actually have in themselves. So, you, yeah, we, we, we have, um, there's countless barbecues. We've done front yard, backyard barbecues where they got together. Trinice got, did a, a, a cool video. If you go on our website, um, Antioch, North Minneapolis, and you'll see a little video clip there where everybody's got their little T-shirts on and they're kind of walking around. They're so proud and happy, you know, and, and that's been a big thing, you know, is just to have that kind of camaraderie and building that unity and team. And just it's just been many, many things that have taken place over the last year since Trinice has been there um, that we've seen put us in a position, put the organization the ministry in a position for a lot of projected growth. So 
Yeah. Again, say, you know, um, to friendship because you guys have been so a uh, catalyst financially and, and prayer wise. So Kevin O'Neill and I have met on several couple occasions. I've come down once or twice. Wendy, uh, who was one of our board members, came down to meet with you, um, with the team. It's just been a, con- a consistent and loving relationship where, and I really appreciate the fact that friendship recognizes that, hey, you know, we're, we're here in the suburbs and we know we want to do this missionary work in the inner city, but it's also said we, we, we recognize our right role, our right position is to kind of right. um, let you guys do, do the work you do and we'll just support you. So I so love that because right. we've, seen, we've seen so many different ministry or churches try to get their hands in and they want to put their pinky in where they don't need to be in, right? right. So like, right. so no, mm-hmm. I so appreciate the fact that friendship is like, hey, let's, you tell me where my role is, what I want to do, how you want me to do it, whatever, and then we're going to roll with you, and that's what we do. So Right. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about missions is that, well, one, it can be in your backyard. Uh, two, I believe we're all called to missions in some way, shape, or form, and, and sometimes that is just by supporting, whether it's in prayer or financially, and sometimes that's by going. And that looks mm-hmm. different no matter what it is, but it's so cool to hear that uh, that the relationship there is working well. And uh, it's really cool to hear some of these stories that you've been sharing. And speaking of, of praying, you know, I'd love to ask, what are some ways that Friendship Church can be praying for Antioch Ministries? Janice, you take it first because I got a long list. <laughs> um, I would say that, you know, when, they, when the Whitmore started it, Along with the great program, along with the great curriculum, along with great staff, they realize that if we don't share the love of Christ and the gospel with them, it would be lacking. Um, you know, we have great people, great staff. I would pray that that people would pray that the, the kids would just get closer to the Lord because part of our mission is to create a safe space. And now that's become very relative considering the circumstances that they're in. The boundary of what safe is in, in in the environment that we're in has has dissipated. Hmm. So really, what we what we want to encourage is that regardless of what's happening around you, we're going to do the best we can to love you, to encourage you, to educate you. But even more than that, if you if you hold on to the Lord, like you have a strength that is going to go beyond anything that you have ever experienced. So so while we are there as Antioch as the you know, the safe space is really in Christ. And and for them to really know and grasp mm-hmm. and understand that, that would be the greatest prayer because we are really, everything that God has given us, we are using. I mean, our staff are amazing. Our partners are amazing. The curriculum is growing. We want to have more Antioch houses because there's probably about 13,000 youth in 55411. Don't quote me, but very close. And, you know, our goal is to to have an Antioch house around that whole area, yeah. more more than one Antioch house. The the initial mission was to have 15. So that would just be two prayers, I guess. Pray that the Lord would just be so close to them in a relationship and that, that we can continue to expand this Antioch ministry to more kids. Those would be my prayers. Right, yeah. I would say that, you know, just to speak to some of the things that Trenise mentions, to pray for the mothers and fathers, the parents of the children, that the impact of what the children are witnessing changes their lives. So we're, you know, we're coming out of COVID now, so the kids were kind of locked in for such a long period of time. 
we had this period of street violence that was going on. The kids are like witnessing and hearing gunfight. So you, you don't, you can't possibly imagine being a 10 year old uh, in North Minneapolis where the walk down the street, you might hear three gunshots. You hear police sirens, you hear cars flying by, you, you know, you just, it's just way different than anyone probably can imagine. So for a child to have some place that they can say, look forward to go to on Monday and Wednesday night, and we sh- we pray that we could get to the point where we'd be able to do multiple, four yeah. nights, six nights a week, if we could afford it. Mm. Because imagine a child being able to say, I could go down the street, like come out of my house and walk half a block and be in a place where I really feel safe, yeah. feel the warmth of Jesus. I have warm food. I, I feel, you know, I feel my friends are there. I, I see other kids who are like, you know, we're all, we all feel better because we're in a place versus being at home and hearing that gunshot outside by themselves. So they get to respond and react kind of together in unison. So there's just so many things uh, I would say, pray for the community at large, you know, that people in the community, because I want to just say this part too, this is something that I think is missed every day. There's a small fraction of individuals in in North Minneapolis that cause a lot of drama and the yeah, noise. Sure. 98% of the people, and I mean this when I say it, 98%, get up, go to work, work hard, raise their families, go to school, do the, everything, do the right thing. Okay. So it's not like, you know, we've got this renegade community where a lot of the majority of the people are just rogue. It's not, that's not true at all. But there's a lot of families. If you come to Minneapolis on any given day between 4 to 7 p.m., you're going to see what you see in in the suburbs by your home. You're going to see kids out in the yard playing. You're going to see moms and dads on the front step. You're going to see somebody with groceries going in the house. You're going to see people coming in from work early in the morning. You're going to see people going to the bus stop, getting on the bus, going to work. You know, everybody's coming out, scraping their cars. So it's like you see those things that's real. Mm-hmm. And so I want to just emphasize to friendship that there's that human side of what is happening in, in Antioch that is very relevant and makes it more pertinent why you do what you do, friendship. It mm-hmm. makes it because there's this 98 percentile that are good people that you're serving. Sure. Thank you for painting that picture. It's good to hear and it's good to understand because you don't always get... You don't always get that picture from the front lines, and we know that both of you are in North Minneapolis, and uh, we uh, we can lean into the wisdom that you're sharing there for sure. And we'll take a minute towards the end of the podcast to to pray over those requests. But I'd love to ask you the question we like to ask all of our guests, and that's that question is the LLS question, which is basically to if you were standing in Friendship Church, how would you encourage them to love, live, and serve like Jesus? If you each want to take a swing at that and take a minute or so and encourage us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I have a, I have an acronym I created um, that to me sums up the whole Bible. It's called flow P H L O. I would tell friendship church P stands for pray, 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 and pray. And be fervent in the prayer. If you find, look at text and scripture from the beginning with Abraham all the way to the end uh, in Revelation, it's pray. It's like continually pray. And then the H is hear. Hear what the Lord says. Listen. That means that after we pray, we should sit still. We 
if you really want to love, lead, and serve, you have to hear what God is saying. You got to make time. Don't get so busy trying to do stuff. Sometimes spend time hearing what God has to say. Isolate yourself so that you can receive the manifestation of the prayer that you send up. And then while you're waiting and hearing from God, L, love, love on people like unconditionally. It's humanity. We're human. We're all human beings throughout the scripture, throughout the Bible. We see you no know, focuses on Israel, but we're encountering all humanity. And I would just encourage everyone to just look at every human being as just that, a human being, for us all to put aside whatever the social difference, the political difference, whatever, all that. Just remember that God only sees human. Um, He sees the human race. Mm -hmm. And if we really want to love and lean into that, um, then we have to see humans and we have to see humanity and we have to be humane. And we have to be really humble toward other humans, even though they don't look like us, feel like us, and things don't seem like that. Mm-hmm. And then O is obey. So when you hear the word from God, don't change it up. Don't move it around. Don't come back to the Bible study. Oh, I heard a message from the Lord. And this, and then you want to you wanna do the little ad lib. <laughs> you know, God said, go right, hard right now. And you're like, well, he said go right, but maybe we could go a little bit to the right and then wave back to the left because, you know, there's a bump on the road there. Well, he told you go right because he he knew you would run into that bump. Hmm. That's where he can meet you in his glory and his power is when you go and do exactly what he said. Mm -hmm. We need to get out of our big brains and stop trying to figure out God and let's let ourselves operate in obedience to him. So. If that, if I want to tell you how to do it, that's what I would say, bro. Flow, P H L O. I like it. Flow. What about you, Trinice? The first thing would be that we just have to see each other as one, especially um, the body of Christ, because we as Antioch Ministries, we're part of the body of Christ. Friendship is a part of the body of Christ. So seeing that we are on the same team, but however we're ministering in in different ways and different contexts, but just to see us as all on the same team would be foundational for me. Um, to share and to find ways throughout our relationship to make some more connection points. You know, what does it look like to, you know, like I'm I'm going out to the flood and, you know, I'll be able to share with the young people that, hey, there's kids over at Antioch, your exact same age, they yeah. probably deal with the same things that you deal with. So, so seeing this as hmm. really as a unified work, you know, in different ways, times, context, and things like that, but just being able to to see each other as one, you know, I'm really excited to share with the young people that you know, t- you guys are teens. <laughs> we, we we work with teens. You know, what are the some of the you know just trying to somehow continue to cultivate. I think that's what Kevin and I had talked about too, to cultivate the relationship. You know, the the blessing of the resource is strong and and we're so appreciative of it. And then also you know trying to find more connection points so we can share that love and you know, share with each other how, how we're being led, you know, and how God is leading us, I guess, on this journey. That's what I would share. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, it has been a a joy for me to sit and chat on this podcast with you. And I hope it's been a joy for our listeners. We're going to take a minute here and 
just pray over the prayer requests you've been asking for and maybe just whatever else pops into mind as uh, we, we've been discussing. And uh, once I'm done praying, I'll close the podcast and uh, we'll, we'll end it there. So uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that we can gather for this podcast recording. We thank you for those listeners that might be gathering with us during uh, this time as it releases or maybe in the future, whenever it's heard, Lord, and pray that you bless them. But God, we do thank you for Antioch Ministries and all that you're doing there. Uh, And God, we do ask that you continue to bless the ministry, that the gospel each and every Monday and Wednesday night and even every other day of the week, Lord, where these people are interacting with the children in North Minneapolis, God, that the gospel would be made known that it would be shared, that the children that hear it would come to know the Lord as their Savior, as their Redeemer, uh, as their safe place, Lord. We uh, we pray that as Antioch continues to experience growth uh, with more and more kids wanting to get involved, that you would bless them with more resources, whether it's financial, whether it's uh, people, whether it's places where uh, the basically the kingdom work that you're doing through Antioch, uh, that it would have places to to meet and that there would be more Antioch homes around North Minneapolis that uh, maybe, Lord, mm-hmm. uh, a child could leave their home and walk only a block away and, and reach in Antioch house and uh, to be safe there, to uh, run into the word of God there, to run into people mm-hmm. that love them, that want to love on them, that want to teach them not only how to be a good follower of Christ, but how to be a, a good person in this world representing Christ and all that he stands for, uh, mm-hmm. that you would encourage these children, that you'd educate them, Lord, that you would empower them all with your Holy Spirit to uh, to go out and to love others the way that you yeah. love them. We also pray for the parents that these kids have, that as these kids come home right now every Monday or Wednesday night, that they come home with the joy of Jesus on their face, that when their parents see uh, see their children like, hey, what's up with you? And the kid can say, hey, mom, I love Jesus. Uh, or, or hey, dad, uh, I met this really cool person named uh, Trinice or, or Rev Kev, and, and they told me about Jesus, and, and I want you to meet him, and I want you to know Jesus. Whatever it is, Lord, would you fill these kids uh, with your spirit to uh, witness to their parents if they don't know you? Or would you fill them with uh, the childlike wonder that would encourage their parents to chase after you in the same way that you're calling those kids to chase after you? And God, we pray uh, for the community of North Minneapolis that you would continue to be at work there. As Rev Kev said earlier, there's a lot of people in, in North Minneapolis that are just everyday people, uh, living every day. Uh, but the one thing that we know is true, God, is that uh, not all of them know you. And uh, there are ministries in that community like Antioch that want to help the gospel be made known. So God, would you continue to spread your name in that community, Lord, and uh, just bless the ministry. And uh, we thank you so much for the connection we have and the opportunity to to be praying and partner together. We love you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Well, both of you, I appreciate it so much. Uh, I, I I think I understand that you're going to be here on Mission Sunday, and uh, it'll be yep. so fun to meet you in person there. And uh, uh, I think this is going to be the last podcast this week that airs on Friday. And so if there's anyone who's listening, uh, they're going to they're gonna know, and you know, we're going to sing in some songs in Spanish. So get ready, get out those encyclopedias or Spanish <laughs> English dictionaries and get warmed up. It's going to be a lot of fun, but uh, I appreciate you both jumping on. 
Yeah, thank you so much. It was great to be here. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. And Friendship Church and anyone listening, thanks for joining. And don't forget to love, live, and serve like Jesus. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining in today, church fam. We will see you next time on your Friendship Church podcast. 